Welcome to the Sports Bible football show. We need a new name for that, like, we still can't really get one. Johnny's back, though. Yeah. Johnny has returned. I'm back. Out from the cold. He was on a babble, he was grounded from the babble for two weeks for being very bold. No, he was off uh, celebrating. Uh, at Champions League. Uh, Champions League win and also <laughs> completing his degree at university. Congratulations, sir. Thank you very much. Um, did get a first. Did get a first. Did get a first. Brainiacs beside us here. Um, yeah, uh, still the Women's World Cup's going on. The last 16 started on Friday night, I think it was. Uh, or start yeah. yeah, start Friday night. So there's been a few games, uh, a few brilliant games as well. Norway and Australia yesterday was class and ended up in penalties with Norway going through. Because if you're a goalkeeper now and VAR's involved, you may as well stand behind the goals. Cause I, I, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to stand exactly on the line. You may yeah. as well just walk off and let them score because you can't move now. I, I am a big fan of VAR. I'm going to be talking about that in a minute or two. But <clears throat> that rule, get rid of it because it, it just creates penalties so easy. Unless you are nine foot tall. Brilliant. Yeah, uh, you'll be alright. I'd be baited. Um, so that's happened. England have just gone through. They beat Cameroon three uh, 0 today. There this this afternoon in a, a wild game. Um, var yet again. Var all over the place. Uh, Cameroon at half time looked like we were going to just walk off and not play again because of what they thought was a wrongly given goal for uh, Ellen White, but she was clearly on on side. Uh, there was. Suspicions of a Cameron player spitting on um, an English forward. What do you call her again? Oh, she plays for uh, Barcelona now. Tony Duggan. And it does look pretty grim. Like um, it looks. It, there's are you could possibly say it was accidental, but then you're also looking at it going. Mm. Well, they lost the bath, didn't they? They completely lost, the lost it on the themselves. Lost the bath. There was frustration there, <laughs> and you know that when there's frustration, there's possibility that she just. Yeah. Possibility, uh, Frank Reichardt really lauded it. Um, nineteen eighty World Cup, check it out. It's funny as fuck. Um, and then at half time there was uh, a, a Cameroon players crying and and shouting at FIFA officials over this is racism and all, and it all sort of exploded and kicked off. And when it boiled down to actual football, <clears throat> it was down in the second half where Cameroon picked England apart. And if they had have kept their heads, they could have really caused England trouble. Like, they had a goal ruled offside, which was so, I think was quite harsh on Cameroon. Um, done the, I know, and at the time that made it 2-1. They had another one-on-one that could have made it 2-all, and then England score. But, uh, yeah, England are safely through where they'll play Norway next in, uh, in the last eight, which would be a brilliant game. I fancy Norway for that, but uh, it'll be a good game. But probably the best game of the round is happening uh, this evening, Sunday night, which is France against Brazil, which is an absolute unbelievable tie. An unreal tie. Like. It's not like the last 16 game at all, really. Like, it's no. more like a semi-final yeah, final game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, re- I don't know. France, like at the start of the tournament, we were talking about them, about how they were favourites, and we, what, they had a really good game in the first game, and they looked so composed controlling it. The, last, the other two group games, they've sort of... Had a bit of a helping hand from VAR, mm-hmm. and they haven't looked as assured. Whereas Brazil have grown into the tournament a little bit, and Marta's obviously now a top goal scorer ever in a World Cup. And it'll just be like uh, Marta and Brazil to turn up here and put France out right. of their own. Um, yeah, I think a couple of years Cup. ago, they were regarded as probably the best team in the world, but without long term planning, that, that kind of everyone's caught up with them now. So that, that's kind of why Brazil haven't been as good as probably what they were. But course they can go out and get first tonight if they're on their game mm. I'm big Van Dijk's not playing with uh, and, and the winner of this game <laughs> the winner of this game actually plays uh, the winner of Spain against 
USA. Yeah, which um, you probably would hope would be the final war, to be honest. Yeah, um, the USA look absolutely amazing. Yeah. They look unbelievable. They're uh, Rapino, uh, Alex Morgan, and oh, I can't remember the other one. Her name just escaped me there. Their front three up front are brilliant. Brilliant. I got Liverpool front three. They are, like, yeah, they are very much so. Um, so brilliant at all four. I, I, I don't think anyone's stopping the USA, um, which is a real easy statement to make because they're always the favourites. Because if you say, you're talking about Brazil, don't pump enough um, into their women's football, whereas the USA do the exact opposite. They really look after their ladies' game, like. Yeah, they do, yeah. Um, but um, how do you think then France and Brazil go? Could go either way, but I, I just fancy France. Just fancy France. France as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to this game. It's going to be brilliant. Like, are you going to go for Brazil? Yeah, I do. I have a funny feeling Brazil will uh, will upset everyone here. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just think it's obviously tight. Like, and France are, are still big favourites actually. Um, like always, I just think because they're at home. Um, and because it's now not like they probably went out after that first group game and thought like okay we can take our foot off the gas a wee bit here because our, we're going to get through our group okay what's it what they did like take mm-hmm. our foot off the gas yeah. but um, they've, they've known for a while that they've been play- that they'll be playing Brazil so they'll be focused for that um, and know that it's knockout I think they'll they'll go and do it Sunday night knockout game World Cup in France Alright. Yeah, I'll you never know. Like it hopefully like and, and sort of the other uh, media outlets were talking about the attendances and I think tenances are down compared to uh, World Cup in Canada in two thousand fifteen. But the T V audiences have absolutely exploded, which is brilliant. But hopefully this game and you sort of I, I do think Brazil will go through, but you kind of for the tournament want France to stand for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. And hopefully this can be the game that ignites the fans because when it's come out of Paris the tendencies haven't been great, mm. and hopefully you can get in a situation where France really kick off here, and the whole country gets behind it a bit like what it does with the men's team. France, mm-hmm. the scene in the group stages, seen it like sort of like ah yeah whatever, and then as soon as France start motoring in the knockout stages, the turn the country explode and it gets yeah. behind everything. And you saw some of the scenes that went on, especially in ninety eight World Cup when they won it, and then the Champs Elysees and there was like a million people everywhere. It was yeah. so you're hoping that happens, but um. It is the same for men's football with group stages. Like, yeah, oh People are just criticising because it's women's football, but the real stuff starts in the knockout rounds for men and women. Like, so uh, there, there's, de- there's games in the Men's World Cup last year in the group stages where you're just watching it because football was on. Yeah, but to be quite honest, the football on the standard was absolutely brutal. Correct. Like we were watching Iran last year, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> I think Iran nearly beat Portugal in one of the games, remember? Yeah. Maybe beat Spain as well. Nah, in the last yeah. group game, and but it wasn't a great like spectacle. No, but when then games came up, you were thinking, oh, I probably can miss that. But yeah, I suppose they actually did play all right, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, back well. on it. This has the potential to be the game, though, like of of, of this World Cup. Uh, you need, and hopefully, uh, you know, there has been some good games so far, but hopefully there's a real standard one. Um. Where like I can just remember from the, from that World Cup is the Spain Portugal game. Uh, oh yeah. Last year. T- two all or three all. Three all. Three all. Ronaldo scored a hat trick. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ready boy. Yeah. His boy Ronaldo. David de Gea had a bit of a stinker. Yeah. Um. He's been declining for ages now. Since he joined United, but <laughs> we will talk about United. Um. But yeah, just uh, this feels like it's it's building up to be that game. Um, so hopefully it lives up to the potential. Yeah, this one and then potential if United States can get past Spain, the next one. 
these two games. Yeah, that's how the draw is insane. Yeah, really. it's like you're England are quite happy enough. Like they their side of the draw, <laughs> like but I like I found Norway and Australia was a, a brilliant game last night and don't know if you saw the penalties. Um, but as we talk about it, we're talking about VAR early at the start of the show. So basically, VAR controls football now. It controls everyone's life. I don't have to ask VAR to go to work and come back and all this here. And decisions are going to be made about my life from now on. I think VAR took over. Mm. But if you're a goalkeeper for penalties at this Women's World Cup, you stay on your line until the ball's hit. You can't move yourself forward. So you have to try and teach yourself just to dive straight uh, left or right which, or, or fall over. Um, if you're massive, um, I just don't understand why. <coughs> if VAR, if this has been the rule with VAR from the start, why they're only bringing it in this Women's World Cup, like to such a degree? Because even the FA have said, lads, we'll not be doing that. We'll not be doing that. So why is there? I know there's a slight variation with the UEFA rule and the one that's going to be in the Premier League next year, mm-hmm. but there shouldn't be that variation again just because it's the Women's World Cup. I think it. Once they give that first one, um, they had to continue it on, and now they've just taken it too far oh, with the keepers. Too far. Too far, yeah. Boom, boom. Um, <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> so it's dangerous setting precedents like that because yeah. then they're going to start setting precedents about taking throw-ins and corners and all the rest of it. Like, let's go back and see if that was in the quadrant. Like, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, Do you like VAR? I, I like it, but I don't like where it's going now. I, I like the. I hear it. I I I am I am a fan of it, and I think it's it's come in and it's, and it's good, but it's good for certain decisions. And even like the Copa America, there was a game Argentina were involved in. Uh, I think it was Argentina, um, against Paraguay, and there was that many VAR decisions in it that the game ran over. I think I'm writing this by like fourteen minutes. Like that's ridiculous. There's seven minutes I was on time in the England Cameroon game there as well. So that was only the just, just that was only the stupid. second half. Yeah. The first half went over by five minutes. It was maybe plus four end of playing <clears> fifty three. Stupid! I hate it. It's just terrible. It just but takes I, out so much emotion from the game. It, I just think certain things should be allowed to be looked at bad, and certain things shouldn't. Like actually, decision. In general, I don't think that the keeper should should have to stay on the line for anything. I don't think that should be a rule at all because if you look at any other sport, like. Hockey, for example, like the keepers allowed to move wherever they want. You're it's a one on one situation, so you know do your best. Like it's already a good enough chance with that. I, I think keepers should allowed to take one step off their line, say because that's what they usually take yeah. to to move to whatever they say they're gonna jump. That should be it. Now if a keeper comes three or four steps out, <laughs> and then you're like, nah, right back in the line, sprints clear at somebody, like hoofs the ball away during a penalty. Then no, but one step out, like one step, because you're just busy penalties now. You can't miss. Unless you're Sam, like Sam Kerr, um, got over last night, her penalty was, like it brought back visions of Roberto Baggio, which gives me the horrors of 94. She just blasted it wide, scooped it wide actually, and I was like, oh no, what have we done? First penalty, and she is Australia's poster girl, like she is a brilliant, brilliant um, footballer. I think his room links with her with Chelsea. Um, a brilliant, brilliant footballer. Is this no. the year does the Tim Cahill celebration? Yes, I think it is her, yeah. It scoops it wide, such a horrific. And you're just thinking, how have you missed? You can't miss penalties now, like. Uh, you can't should, miss But they should be allowed, like, to move, I think, within their six yard box or something like that. Uh, to move anywhere than. Like, because they're allowed to go to one side of the net. Yeah. The difference, you a, know. A penalty, like, and there is people that say, well, when you win a penalty, uh, you've been wronged before to get that shot. So it should be easier for you to score. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. When it's a penalty shootout, it's during the game. Maybe look at it, but when it's a penalty shootout, where both teams couldn't win the game, and now it's both 50-50, the, 
there should be definitely you should have like one step off that rule shouldn't apply to that I would take it out of that completely yeah um, bollocks because ah, oh, it's so I gotta look take a penalty now alright well you can't move I'm just gonna put this in, the, in that corner there good luck yeah do you know what I mean it's on the uh, like all you do is just pass in each corner because like there's no bobbles the way you have down the park like you know like, just either oh corner. I have to lift it when you're when you, uh, you have to like, like, yeah. I, I miss my only fans. Uh, <laughs> We're not going to go there. Yeah, so the Women's World Cup is playing. It's absolutely swamping. Um, dwarfing, sorry, all of the other terms that are on the minute. Get into it, like, really give it. You're missing out if you're not watching it. Like, it's been brilliant. Um, <clears throat> as I sort of said, we talked briefly a little bit about, um, I mentioned the Cup of America there, just to sort of finish up around the National Football Roundup for this week's show. Um, it's been... Uh, Shed. Dick soup. <laughs> it's been really, really poor. And you know what's added to it? Like it's, it's the fact that there's about 16 people going to games. Unless Brazil are playing, which is fair enough, but and even then they're not selling out grounds. I know they played Peru last night and there was a better crowd at it, like, but <clears throat> uh, some of the games, there's literally no one there. There's no atmosphere and it doesn't feel like Cup of America. The Cup of America like, should excite you because it's South America and you know there's going to be a bit of madness at it. The crowds especially, the crowds, like, when the South American teams play in the World Cup, I love to see the anthems being sung and the crowds because you know they're mad. Mm-hmm. But this one has been really poor. Obviously, with what's been going on in Brazil, in fact, they have an absolute lunatic uh, president at the minute and how everyone's feeling there and, and how football sort of feels there. Like, there'll be more people. I think they were playing in Bella Horizonte um, last week at the start of the Cup of America. And they would have been double at that game had that club team been playing there. I can't remember what the club team is. Had that club team been playing there. Double the fans to go. And this is Brazil, like... Well, no other country probably wants to go to Brazil because it's utterly insane. It's that. And, and a lot of it is as well, which we probably wouldn't know about because we're not, we don't watch that much Brazil football on the national team unless they're playing the main tournaments. Brazil's dictated the football team by Nike. Mm. So they go and play all their friendlies. They played the amateurs for a couple of years, remember in a row, and yeah. oh, they played at Anfield for the last World Cup of Croatia, and they play and Nike dictates where they go, and Nike gets them the money, and they go to play these friendlies to gain money, whereas they don't stay at home. So there's there's a real fraction now between the fan base and the actual national team, and it's shown at this Cup of America, and like I had a for a while there was watching it and with Premier Sports or whatever, and I just cancelled it and just went now can't be bothered. Brazil are doing pretty well, aren't they? <clears throat> they are doing well, and they might go on and win it. They, they were Colombia or Uruguay, I think it'll be between those three. Like, but really, really poor. And like, there's another one next year now. I think Argentina need to need to win, don't they? Is it Argentina next year? Is it? It's an Argentina oh, Colombia. Yeah. Argentina play Qatar tomorrow night, I think, um, and they have to win to go through. Uh, but they look atrocious. Mm. Scaloni, that's in charge, play for West Ham. Is really struggling and I, I feel for him in a way because he doesn't know what he's at like and he's been thrown into this. He's, he's done like 10 or 12 games now and he's never picked the same formation in a row. Again, Messi hasn't showed up. He didn't even want to pick Guerrero. No. He didn't want to pick Guerrero. It's, it's Messi that, that got Guerrero into the squad. So Aguero or Messi's running the Argentinian team. And he has been for a couple of years. Yeah. Seems like yeah. 2014 he missed his chance. Like. Yeah, he did. Running it like, but not actually performing it. No. No, definitely not. Um, but that's really it for the... The AFCON started as well. Egypt won. Gone though. 
Um, there was a brilliant goal in Nigeria game last night as well if you check it out and the Gold Cup still on <coughs> over I think it's in, is it in America this year again? so much international football it's actually it, it is go, yeah 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 and the Women's World Cup is <coughs> the best of it all by country yeah, it is definitely England under 21's right at the Euros oh I knew there was something else I need to laugh at yes yeah. <laughs> not on the day specifically I felt felt was good but 80 boots right now that's funny dropping Phil Foden didn't play Phil Foden because he said he was too tired he played a thousand, one thousand eleven hundred minutes or something last season. Stupid. Said he was too tired. He's a fool. He's literally he is, England's most talented player in that squad, yeah. and he he looks like he's going to be a bit special. They could actually done their shine game as well, didn't they? Like they were big like four 0 weren't they? Four two by Romania. Four two. Romania. That's not good enough. That's right. I know they they were done the last minute against France, but like they should be going through there. Like. Ah well. Well, they're not. They're not. They're <laughs> That's what I mean. It's, it's bad. It's really, it is pretty poor because when you think what's coming through in England, they're under under seventeen. World so there's been a there's been a lot going on at Manchester United lately. <clears throat> uh, the new manager coming in, uh, star player looking to leave, and then they've Jesse Lingard, who completely uh, alienates football fan bases. Well, I don't know what I'm doing with my hands here. Uh, alienates football fan bases all over the place. Um, with his behaviour and his antics on the pitch, he can sometimes be a brilliant footballer, and then other times he's a massive twat. Sometimes. And then I would, <coughs> I would say he's a brilliant footballer at times. Like sometimes I, he can be really good. Like like he can do some good good things, but he's been shite this season. Like I will. Who hasn't been? At yeah, season? I know that's true. And but like, he doesn't, he doesn't warrant like his behaviour whatsoever. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, um. There were just Lingard and, and Marcus Rashford and a couple of friends on holidays. It looks like a, I use this with brackets if you're on the podcast. Uh, a lad's holiday. Um, so they're off there having the crack party and they're young men or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Lingard decides he's going to Snapchat and record it. Now, don't get me wrong, it's nothing really horrendous. Like, it's not like what we've heard other football players get up to when they're on holidays or everything, well, that we know of yet. Never. Um, <clears throat> or, like, years ago when other lads were away yeah. off. If it was your mates, it would not be a big deal. <laughs> like, let's put it that way. But because yeah. of his status and who yeah. he is, yeah. he's twat. And that, like, <laughs> United fans think, uh, well, some of them, not all, not the ones that I know personally, thought he was a world beater because he scored against us. Like, we're shite. So, like, that's nothing special. Like, him fucking Millie walking, like, and he's twat. Don't get me started in that type of shape. But like he's a dick. He's a dick, so you know, you can just explain what he what he done there because I Basically, <clears throat> there was a video that and he's put it up, it's, I think it's a Snapchat story and he's put it up and he's on he's, he's in a really nice hotel and they're going around reviewing the rooms and saying little snaggy comments like cheeky comments about this room here and this room's going on there and there's a friend of his is uh, pretending to hoof a pillow uh, <laughs> and he's saying like, all, all the comments and like, you know it's the type of crack that you hear happen all the time or whatever or the type of whatever but because of his status as Johnny said he, he plays for Manchester United he plays for England he's a role model or he's supposed to be a role model for a lot of young footballers and you just sort of feel like Jesse video that all you want send it to your mates and have the crack but Putting it up on your social media platforms. Yeah. But the issue I have with him is the fact that what is Marcus Rashford? Twenty He's young he's young twenties, isn't he? Yeah. Would it be twenty three even though? Jesse Lingard is twenty six, he's twenty seven this year. Fucking grow up. Seriously, you're getting on like you're friggin' fifteen or sixteen away on your first holiday, like. Yeah. Catch a grip, like 
he has a platform there where there's thousands, maybe millions of children watching him, like, and his mate's sitting shagging a pillow, like, <laughs> come on, lad, yeah. like, catch a grip of yourself. You're playing for Man United, one of the biggest clubs in the world, and you're getting on like a twat. Could, like, and you're right, like, he could be using it for a lot better things than he is. But the the thing that also really gets me is you've you've been shite. Like, you know, it's not like you're... I think, you know, as Johnny was saying off air, if you've won trophies or you've had a good season, then fans want it. Like, you watch the, the Liverpool parade and... and Clock messing about and he was absolutely blurred. That's why. Yeah, yeah, but they're celebrating because they've had a good season and achieved something. If you're a United fan right now, I don't think you want Jesse, to see Jesse Lingard enjoying himself, spending millions or not spending millions, but like spending hundreds of thousands probably when he's away and being like, you know, I can do this because I'm Jesse Lingard, even though I've been fucking shit for your team this season. That that's really gonna annoy me if I'm a United fan. Just stay quiet and. Get back to work and start the season like you should be playing. The whole I, I have the issue of people letting the herd out there and blowing off a bit of steam and going off and enjoying themselves on holidays. Like fair dues, but like it's it's the it's the way you put it up on social media and it was the whole like look at this here, I've got all this blah 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 and you're just thinking yeah but as you said like Jesse if you would have won something in Manchester United last season, turn on. Or if even you had a good season, oh, you, yeah, or played, you, you, he didn't play that much. Yeah, either. do you know what I mean? Tur- like, you've earned it, Jesse, going ahead. But I, I don't know. I United mean, fans may be different. Like, I'd wanted to, what I want to see is what I saw from Adam Lallana this Andy summer. Robertson. Uh, yeah, Lallana's come back in early because yeah, yeah. he wasn't playing last year. That's right. Yeah. To train again, like Oxley Chamberlain, like his social media is good crack, and, and I follow him on it. And he's off in LA at the minute, but you see him doing. He's training flat out every day. And then he's he's walking around LA with a Lakers top on. He's doing toe taps, and then he's he's on a golf course. But then you see him training. You see him doing a weight session. He's bought yeah. a personal trainer with him. And he's a similar age. And he's a very similar age, and that is the difference. <clears throat> and like Jesse Lingard has a lot of talent, and he's a good player. He can be a good player, but yeah, that's the bit that annoys me even. And I'm a Liverpool fan. I'm just like, like where where was what what maybe he was doing training? And he just didn't put it up. Maybe you can throw this back and say what he told me. It was didn't, but. There was no mention of that. There was it was just like look at me, I'm off partying, messing about. Uh, my mates are doing this, doing that. I'm oh lad, 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 lads, and I was just thinking like, where like, you do right? Like you'd be want if you're not a fan, you'd probably want them to smash walls and saying get back to Carrington. You need to get us back in the Champions League. We need to be challenging for titles. Yeah, and like he's one of these players who's on like he's on one hundred and twenty, one hundred and twenty or one hundred and thirty thousand pound a week. It shows exactly the problem with modern day football the fact that the guy that was in the video that was humping the pillow uh, used to be a youth team player at United and it just shows like these young lads coming through are getting paid thousands of pounds and they are bang average at best and are yeah. making thousands of pounds and that, that's like that's what annoys me when I'm looking at it like I'm thinking like you just say he was a youth team player and then he's, he's obviously earned some money and he's away off messing about and I'm just thinking like that's going a young football's going to look at that and thinking well I can just earn a bit of money and then blah blah I want I want people you want young footballers to be thinking, no, I want to go in here and how can I increase there and go there and get better here and win that and boom you know, constantly progress. Whereas they just think that they've already made it, I've made my money and let's go out. It's it just because I wanted to be a footballer, like like that's all I wanted to be when I was younger and then I see people piss the thing away. It really annoys me, like you know what I mean? Like even though I saw the Maradona film and all the talent he had and what he could have won even more, even though he was brilliant, 
but he blew it all away by feeling it grinds my gears when you see things like very young George Best like his yeah, career was cut yeah, short like you know through alcohol and things like you know imagine what he could have went on and done or right. how long his career could have been I, and I don't mind players having a social media presence I think it's good that they do and I think it's and it's good if they interact with fans or they or they do different things but I want and this is maybe not my place to say but you, you want them to use it as a positive tool like mm-hmm. people throw stuff at Pub all the time but I haven't seen Pub do anything wrong no. or dances the odd time he's dancing with his brother the other night I think his brother's playing in the African Cup of Nations so he's dancing with his brother the other night on a video and you're just like people are getting outraged because oh he, he's dancing instead of why is he not moping about yeah it's different but... you never want the player to mope about you're not asking Jesse Lingard to just sit and sulk the whole summer but you wanted him to sort of put the words of videos of him getting ready for next season or, or really like sort of getting prepared for it there's not he's off messing about he's pissing about and t- some of the language and all they use as well you're sort of thinking Yes, they are young males. Yes, that like that happens in, in WhatsApp groups and friend groups. You talk nonsense, like we talk nonsense all the time, like. But when you have that presence and you're a figure and a role model, a bit of common sense needed there, like. Yeah, but, I, I'm just thinking like the the comparisons, like as you said, I, I watched that Oxley Chamberlain thing, and he's doing proper rehab, proper <coughs> preparation for. Um, next season, Hudson Odoi's back in doing doing work on uh, on his injury. He's he's back in at Chelsea and in um, back at Cobham. Like so, when you're comparing to that, like it, it looks even worse now. Um, because these are you know his equivalents at, at other clubs, his English teammates. Um, and it's it's setting that whole tone at Manchester United at the minute. And there's been hundreds. Uh, players do worse things like we've we've all saw it and heard it and um even like wasn't pardon me the brew dog by the way nanny state if you want to sponsor us brew dog Farrell <laughs> I don't drink but you know alcoholic beer is delicious um like Kieran remember wasn't there someone Kieran Diary or Fern and Frank Lampard years and years ago they were they messed about someone was on a video or something they were three single lads or whatever with women we've seen much much worse. But because there's such a scrutiny now on social media, you kind of, and, and as I said, platform Jesse Lingard has, you want him to sort of, like, as I've said it many times now, project something positive onto mm-hmm. the screens, like, instead of, like, keep that private, like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And if, it get, if you keep it private and it gets out, if some someone Egypt sends it out, then, you know, that's that's not your fault, but just blasting up all everywhere for everyone to see, it's just really stupid. Yeah, he's in the same bracket as me as Deli Ali. I can't stand Deli Ali either, can't. Obviously, the things that have come out about Deli Ali over the last year have been far worse than probably what Lingard's done you know, the, the day of. Yeah. yeah. But the bottom line is, it would never happen if Fergie was at United, like in charge. No way. Not a chance. Sure, look, look at the people who really back him, like over an argument after the Arsenal game, the FA Cup, and back him was gone that summer. Like, yeah, right. He's not a free right, yeah. Roy right. Keane was gone in January, so. You're absolutely right. Like it, it all starts with the the hierarchy at Manchester United. It doesn't seem to be one. It's not. Yeah, it's not like it, it was back then. And and I know they're probably never going to get the same quality of people in those positions. But at least try if it's not working, change it. Because at the minute, no offense to Daniel James, but you're not attracting any any Manchester United players really, or or players of a standard that they'd be used to. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, because you're having to stick with people like Jesse Lingard, and he knows that he's probably not under threat no matter what he does. So he he's happy enough doing all that. 
Under like, Fergie, you'd be shit back. Like, you're, you're right. They're, 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 they're dangerously becoming close to being a Europa League side team. It's only the fact in the Champions League last year, but like, there's no doubt about it. Arsenal are a Europa League side team. We are. like Just have to accept that we are a Europa League team. United are going to be like that too. They're going to shit out. Because like. yeah. they're meant to be you know, one of the top three biggest clubs in the world. They tell you enough times. Yeah, the like, biggest club in the world. Like. You need to sort your shit out. Like the same us. Like we need to sort ours out too. But United, like, are a bigger club than us. And you would think you expect better from players playing for that club. And like you said with Daniel James, like, I know like a lot of fan, United fans are excited about him. And fair enough, he's a player for the future. But they need something more than that this summer. Yeah, they made a very big deal out of that. Like. They, they, you know, revealed that signing. Like Real Madrid revealed Eden Hazard, like it, it got that that same coverage, like um, I've lost track of who Real Madrid is saying. It's actually ridiculous. Them boys are just going for it. Yeah. I think what we'll do next next season, everyone just wait till the first game and then see who they didn't say. <laughs> oh, ah, Mane's not there. Oh, he went to Real Madrid. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Just line your players up and be like, oh, you he went to Real Madrid. No bother. Okay, good luck. I think there's been eight hundred and fifty million spent in the league already. Well, yeah, for trying to trying to catch up with the Premier League. League has the TV monitor. Yeah, and I think that's they probably saw the Champions League, um, and the Europa League finals, and thought, okay, we need to do something there. Yeah, and they have absolutely done something. They have absolutely blitzed everything. Yeah. so far proud of them. Um, so Lingard's a dick. Well, there you go. That's that sorted. <laughs> Lingard's a dick bag. Um, speaking of transfers, Johnny. AC Milan and Torreira yeah. what's going on? it's not going away no it's, just, it's concerning like, and there's a long, long way to go for the summer so it's only going to pick up see we even Gazidis was there now who used to be I think he was direct, sport director and shit whatever his role was at Arsenal he's part of the why well, he's part of the reason why Arsenal in the situation they're in but he's from what I've heard today AC Milan are looking at a two year loan deal with an option to buy Torreira because Torreira Apparently wants to go back to Italy someday, not right now. So Milan are trying to tempt him away, and they can piss off because he's staying at Arsenal, and that's the end of it. And that's an exclusive here in the bubble. If uh, Jurgen Klopp is watching this, as he always does, big up Jurgen. Uh, and Torreira <laughs> is looking out. Please go and get him uh, from Arsenal. I will drive down if you want, and drive him up Danfield. No bother, free of charge. Um, and I'll take him in because I'd love him with us because I think he's very good we also had Hector Ballerin linked with Atletico Madrid uh, the last couple of days with a part exchange for some 30 year old right back they have I can't remember his name it's A or something no Ballerin did a big mess in Arsenal this season I think Ballerin gets uh, I, I think sometimes he tries very hard away from football to be too hipster, which is fair, fair enough to him. Like, and he is pretty, he is pretty cool, or whatever. But he gets an awful booting from that YouTube channel that won't be named because he's different. And because he called them out. Yeah, but it's, I and it's because he, and he's different, and they, yeah. they always dig at him, and I think he's brilliant. He is like he at does times like he is Albert Moreno. Like you said, he does go a bit over the top at times on purpose because he knows it winds people up, and he doesn't give a shit about the haters. And a lot of people, a lot of real Arsenal fans, well, not messing with Arsenal, uh, think Hector Bellerin has the potential in the future to be an Arsenal captain, and he probably does because he is an example of someone who uses their social media in a positive way and actually addresses issues like environmental issues or, you know, if something's going on in the world to do with maybe people being homophobic and things like that. There, like he uses his platform to 
promote positive things and mm-hmm. call out people that are negative, like a certain channel. And yeah, that's why I think he could be a good captain in the future. Maybe not right now, but like you're saying, he's another one that's in the gym working his way back for next season as well. So yeah, screw the haters. I'm glad he is the way he Do is. Do you want to keep him then? Absolutely. I think he's brilliant, and then at times he's also, as I said, a bit mad. Yeah, like the season, this Fangers last season, he kind of declined a bit, but this year he came back and he was getting better and better under Emery and the game he got injured like he played against Chelsea that game at the Emirates he actually played really well yeah. and he got injured and it's just unfortunate yeah. I think maybe they rushed him back from, yeah, and then it was his first game back from injury so it'll be good to see him come back all this shite that we've been linked with all these players coming in for right back and part exchange with Valorant is mental like it, it was t- talked about as one of the best right backs in the world only a few years ago like, yeah like, I, I actually remember that game and then when he got injured think, obviously it was a an unfortunate injury but I remember thinking thank god he's off because <laughs> yeah. he was playing really well yeah, yeah, yeah. he suits the system that Emery wants to play and yeah. if Arsenal get Kieran Tierney in as well like, just gonna ask you about Kieran Tierney the greats having them two wingbacks something mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they'll be as good as Liverpool's like, but they'll be up there like, as oh, one, definitely they'll be up there, one of the best wingbacks in, in the Premier League like, so. you saw like how um, Robertson when he went to you know my boy uh a top six Premier League side, how he improved massively, like, but and the talent was there beforehand. Kieran Tierney certainly on the level that Robertson was when he played at Hull. Like I think that's fair to say. Oh and God, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Arsenal fans are through the first rows already, saying he'll be the best left, best Scottish left back in the Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> when he gets full tilt, Kieran Tierney, like yeah, he'd be a good addition to the squad, and, and he's only gonna get better. Like. Oh yeah, you see how players who are at Celtic. It, it mostly is Celtic who come out of the Scottish League Van Dijk oh, wow. improves so like the chances obviously there and they're too good for the Scottish League no offence to the Scottish League but you can see then if they get under a good coach and under a good system they just absolutely soar it mm-hmm. and uh, I think Tierney's a crack in saying yeah it'll definitely happen with Kieran Tierney whoever he goes to because you um, probably not stick around in Celtic too much longer yeah. I think it is going to be Arsenal <coughs> Rob Holding did a big miss for Arsenal. He was he was really, really good for us this season. And then he got injured against United, which was unfortunate. So that meant Mustafi played more games. Yeah. <laughs> <Big> <laughs> Your favourite player, Modran yeah. Mustafi. And then Shanley's linked away as well, the Leon, so we need a lot of centre backs. <laughs> we haven't got anybody apart from Socrates, really. That's fit. Oh dear. If Mustafi stays not correct. <laughs> We actually, we, we, we both got called out by something on Twitter this week. Oh my goodness, this is the best ever. <laughs> some, some Shout out to that guy, whoever it was. <laughs> some fan page changed his name to Arsenal and changed his, his, uh, his picture to Arsenal's crest and things like that there. And I think he even had a blue tick. Yeah, and he put up like a thing like, and the staff he's extended his contract to 2024 and I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and he had just liked it or something and I had just seen it and I was, wherever I was, I was like, Ring, I was in my head, was like, ring Johnny now, get him on to do a reaction. Because I was, I, he says he almost had a stroke, I almost had a stroke thinking of him having a stroke. I was like, this is, this is the best news of my life, this is unreal. Um, but it was someone had done a, a fake tweet and it was absolutely priceless. Um, but hopefully that does happen so that we get Johnny's reaction. Um, not really much else happening in transfer window apart from him, as we said, trying to buy everyone. From Bombay? Liverpool? Uh, uh, well, well, I'm with that. So. I'm, I'm watching it. Um, we talked about that last time. Almiron. 
was linked today with Real Madrid, which is clearly Real Madrid, as someone put on Twitter, are trying to recreate Goal 2, the film, um, and bring Almiron in. Uh, and he's, he's quite good, Almiron, but that would be quite a turn up for the books to go to Newcastle for four months and then play for Real Madrid. I don't know, it wouldn't surprise me that much. Like, I mean, he's... They need to get rid of players first. <laughs> they need to get rid of players, but they, they, apparently they are... Um, they are going to start to do that. Like the the players lined up to just absolutely ship out. Like, um, Danny Chabayas having brilliant under twenty one tournament as well. Bill, if anyone wants to pay his money as well, like they'll be happy to let him go. Esco, Esco, um, I think Kovacic will probably go. But yeah. I don't know what the what the deal is with Chelsea. Like, can I actually sign him or not? Um, but I don't know. Almiron has showed such touches of class. He's a good player. Like he is a good player. And it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Real Madrid signed him to to sit on the bench even. He just stay at the town for another year. He oh, should. Right, he yeah, should. He but should. the interest doesn't surprise me. No. You know what I'm saying. But uh, the Man City as well. They they don't give a shit. Where are they? Pulling seventy million out from? Do you know what I mean? They don't Lots care. Of they don't from care. Blood money. No, it's sorry, from, sorry about that. <laughs> They're being That's investigated good. at the minute, and you know, oh, we're just going to fire seventy million. Just you know, because like Mon said, he make seventy million revenue, like because it's just a massive team, aren't they? Like, it uh, it it sounds like sour grape, but it is it is getting silly now. It is ridiculous, but hopefully they kicked out of the Champions League, we get in. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what happened? I talked about like about that a lot in the next season. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um. What about actually just from talking about that the European draws, which could see Crusaders host Wolves. Marvelous. But. Bit being Northern Ireland, Crusaders have already rented out their stadium for a fucking concert that day. If they do get through, so if they play Wolves, they're gonna to have to play Wolves at three o'clock in the afternoon. Or at Windsor. No, I don't think they want to go to Windsor. Uh, they want to play them at Seaview. Two right, that's what I would do too. Like. Like Ruben Neves and Moutinho running about Seaview, class. I, I'm definitely putting that day off. Oh, <laughs> I'm ringing in sick work if you're watching. I'm ringing in sick whatever day that is. Um, and the other big one is, it's not done yet, but Delict. Yes, Matthias Delict uh, looks like he's decided that he'd like to go and play with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, sorry, like, wh- like, what the hell? He's locked into it big time. It's, al- it's almost as if, and not you, but it's almost as if the abuse he was getting from some... Uh, Chelsea outlets. But half. Um, half his, his name's rounds with Bory, and he's a moron. Um, he um, he was at him all year. It's right. almost as if that's now like karma has backfired, and it's been like, yeah, well, sorry, that's not you again. You can't sign anyone. You've lost Eden Hazard, and now Sarri's going to Juventus where he gets to manage Ronaldo and Delict, and they're not done Juventus. They could be getting a new goalkeeper. It could be a Spanish one to play for Manchester United. Like, flip me, he's landed on his feet. Mm, absolutely. The Napoli um, fans have not took it too well either. No, if no. you go to their account and look at the video that they've tweeted out, say, <laughs> holy shit. Right. Every bit of bad luck they could throw them to have. Yeah. Like the, the, Lant- the Lantris, I think his name is, um, the, uh, the owner of uh, Napoli said today that there's no loyalty in football now and you never won anything at Napoli and maybe you'll never win anything at Juve either. They haven't really took this bad so... Whenever uh, Serie A announces the fixtures for next season, or they might have it, just haven't them yet. And whenever Napoli and Juventus are playing, I am definitely watching that. Ah, I'll be good. Yeah. That will be Especially in Napoli's place. Aye. Mental. The place to be wrecked. Especially if Ronaldo scored a last minute goal and Sarri wins and goes mad. About 20 fakes. But seriously, 
Are you allowed to smoke on sidelines in Syria? I think you are, yeah. yeah. It probably is. Yeah. It's probably why you went back. You used yeah. to be able to anyway. Like, That's the one reason he wanted to That's why he went back, needed those bangs. Screw Ronaldo, I just want to go and smoke the bangs. He just wanted a bang, like, um, But yeah, I mean, they look like they're obviously eyeing up the Champions League. They did not properly. take that defeat to Ajax too well. No. 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 We'll just take your best assets, please. And um, team them up with... Big Ronnie, obviously, Agent Ronaldo worked there. Like. Yeah, they've now got a case of Benucci Delict and Kaylee at the back. They've got Ronnie and Rambo. They are Ramsey yeah. in the middle, boys. Emery Challenge. Call Ramsey like that. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the, the setup they have. Emery Challenge floating around eating burgers with Pianic. <laughs> and then they've Dybala and Ronaldo and Mandzukic to pick from up front. Douglas Costa That's and gross. goodness me. Serious squad. And they're not finished. No, it's early days. No, it is early days, like, and we're going to add, so, yikes. They're probably looking across at Real Madrid and thinking, well, we need to step up our game if we want to win the Champions League. What about Jorginho? Do you think he could go? Could do. Um, really don't want him to. No. What about William? What is with Boris every year on Australia? <laughs> what is with this? Like, it's so weird. I don't know. That's <laughs> absolutely love him. Like, the do you um, We've already built the statue for him. He hasn't played yet. <laughs> Um, and Atletico Madrid apparently as well both offering like in round 35 he scored million. for Brazil last night too. he scored a free kick didn't he yeah, uh, I think no was he not cut inside who oh, was no. in the top corner didn't see Typical it but, um, I don't know I, I don't want to lose but, yeah, like, it's, it's a real weird thing with some Chelsea fans they really hate him like. he's yeah. like you're a dirt kite he's an unsung hero yeah I I think he's I like him he's yeah. very good um, I think he's, he's brilliant horse, like. yeah he is a workhorse um, and like, he scores some really important goals like the season Chelsea were shag like he was unreal. Uh, oh, I always remember that he was literally the only unless, player. Unless yeah. there's like serious money coming for your players, I don't think Chelsea will sell anybody. No. No, need to I, be. I mean that that thing with, with Jorginho, obviously like there's gonna be links because sorry tried so hard to get him from Natalie. Um but he's not gonna just stay at the club and, and follow his manager wherever he goes, like because where are you, you know, where are you done with that like? Um, Plus, Plus, I don't think the Napoli fans would take that too well. I was just about to say, I mean, they're, they're not really too happy with Sari, but a player going, nah, you're alright. No. Nah, stay where you are, Jorginho, for your own good. I think Jorginho's, um, he's happy enough, like, he's... Yeah? There was a period there, like, after Chelsea's unbeaten run, where um, everything, <clears throat> the fans were... Um, he got it tough. Yeah, he was getting all the abuse. Um, but it'd be interesting, as I was saying on our show the other day, um, to see if Lampard comes in and Drogba seems to think he's coming in to see that mm. um, it's because Drogba's getting the job what what he'll do with Jorginho mm. in the midfield and Candy there's not a lot of elders who would do better than Lampard like talking about midfield so no. and you've got Padrashak officially confirmed yeah he's back home Fucking <laughs> um, I think that'll do us for our weekend football show. We're probably going to come back during the week with a few clips because the Women's World Cup, as we said, is flying and we'll try and cover as much as we can. Um, and if there's any, obviously, if there's any major transfer news or management news, we'll be on We'll be doing reaction clips. Um, thanks for listening if you're listening to the podcast and watching our clips. You can get us on our YouTube at The Sports Babble and make sure you go in, like. Uh, subscribe and turn on notifications so you know when any of our stuff's coming up. You get us on our podcast app, um, including the Apple Apple uh, Music now Apple Podcast. Just searching for the Sports Bubble, likewise with Twitter and Facebook. And we'll see you during the week. Right, thank you very much. Thank you very much for making your return.
Sí, es 